listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Uh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 142, where we will be discussing chapters 13 through 15 of the Red Scrolls of Magic. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. It's too many words, you guys. Or it, it maybe not too many. It's too many syllables. Okay, no, so it's too many words. I feel like there's no other way for you to say it. Like, I'm Kristen. What what else would you fucking say? But it feels like a little bit rambling Roddy a little bit, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And sometimes I start talking the way, like, hello, everyone. Why? I did that once in a work video. I think I told this story. Oh, yeah. I think you've, you've struck to the core of my being where my performance <laughs> is really based. And it's Ramblin' Rod that I used to sit and watch on Saturday mornings when yeah. I was, like, three. Yeah, I know. He was at the Payless like by my house, and we brought him a button. What? Lucky. Oh my god. He was the pinnacle of performance. Yeah. Okay. Our GM was on the show and he will never he tells the story all the time about his smile. Oh you yeah. Know, they, my brother was the smiles. Okay. That was my brother. It was not me. Oh Twas not. Awesome. For those of you who don't have joyous memories of growing up in the Pacific Northwest. Ramblin' Rod was like, I don't know, you know, in Full House, fucking Joey, his uh-huh. woodchuck. It, it, it was like that, but in real life. And he wore like a velvet coat with buttons all over it. A velvet. It looked like red velvet. Yeah. It was it like was, a yeah. long coat. Yeah. yeah. Like a trench was it a coat. coat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think so. so. Okay. I, for some or basically, a as a vest, <laughs> he hosted. In between the cartoons on Saturday morning. Uh-huh. Right. And he had a smile cam. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like Krusty the Clown, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the uh-huh. cartoons are in between. Yep. Yeah. But he was not a clown. He no. was just a, like a, right. a Mr. Rogers meets Bozo, I guess. Yeah. He kind of yeah. did look like Mr. Rogers, too. Yeah. I don't know. He had that 70s haircut mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. sandy bl- like he had blonde hair at one point but it was gr- going gray right yeah, yeah. your sandy yeah. hair floats in the mm-hmm. air I, did you so watch high. the seven I like thousand <laughs> videos i sent you me Kristen. yeah w- since when like, like recent s- yeah recently like a day or two ago yeah no Okay, Same. okay. Because you sent me a video, but sometimes I will send you videos and I haven't watched what you sent me yet. Yes. Okay, yes. so. I, I, I watched the backlog from the California trip. Listen, there's a disclaimer. I sent you a video that I thought was really funny and this was showing this person's house and I didn't realize they had clown figurines in it. And I was like, I'm so, I so I had to message you. I was like, I sent you this in the middle of the video. I didn't know that they had that. Disclaimer. I feel bad. I apologize. I have gotten so much better with my phobia. I'm okay. I can see it on my phone and not lose my mind. There were just like many, like, you know. Like porcelain figurines that could come alive and fucking murder you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you never seen, what was it? It's not called Puppet Master. It was, maybe it's called Puppet Master. 
I don't know. It was this horror movie from early 90s, I would say, early to mid-90s, um, where the dolls came alive and were, like, murdering people. Oh, fuck. I'm going to have to, like, Google it and find out. It's called Chucky? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no. But it was, I was so terrified of, like, because it wasn't just, like, a certain kind of doll. It was, like, all of them. Oh, like I think they were like story, but the other working together, but like scary, like Sid's toys. Like. I remember watching like the beginning of this movie, and we never finished it because like we were at my grandma's house, and they had like cable, and then we weren't like mm-hmm. we were watching something we weren't supposed to be watching because it was a horror movie, uh-huh. and they turned it off, and it was like the Teddy Ruxpin like bear talking mm-hmm. under somebody's bed about how it was going to kill this kid or whatever. Yeah. It fucking yes, it's called the Puppet Master. I had the I had the name right. Yeah, and it's these like fucking little. It's just it's like, they're just, oh, they're demonic toys. They're like basically no possessed words. by demons. I don't know. Nineteen eighty nine was when the first movie came out, and nineteen ninety was when the second movie came out. And then the, there's like a whole series of them. No. <laughs> They sound horrible. Like, who wants to be like, it was yeah, did awful. you hear Puppet Master 4 is out? <laughs> I was really into horror movies when I was really young. I don't know why. That probably says nope. a lot about me. Because I went through a, a really long time where I was like, yeah, I'm just, no thanks. And now I get, I get scared. But I only like horror movies if there's, like, it's got to be either slasher like old school style slasher or it's got to be like have a real twisted fucked up plot that mm-hmm. I'm like totally like trying to guess at. Like I don't like fucking exorcism movies. Listen, okay. bro. No, I can't do it. I can't. I can't I do can't. any mm-hmm. of the po- possessed by the fu- no mm mm. I can't do the stuff that could be real like saw. Exactly. Exactly. Or um, hostile. That Ooh. shit came from someone's mind, which means someone yeah. <laughs> could do some shit like that. That terrifies me. I've seen all of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a no for me, dog. Okay. Mm. Uh-huh. And then, like, what was it? House of a Thousand Corpses? <sighs> the clown. Okay. I can't. The That was. Oof. The Hills Have Eyes. I was. Oh, I mean, that movie traumatized me. That movie traumatized me. (laughs) Fuck. Hostel was another one that really fucked with my head. I was like, whoa. Couldn't. Mm -mm. Yeah. Crazy. I guess we're on topic for Halloween. (laughs) Yeah. The the early 2000s, late 90s was a good time for horror movies. I mean, Scream. I know what you did last summer. The Ring. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yes. That was a good twisty one. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh, you guys. You guys, you guys. Do we have anything to talk about other than this is a long-ass episode? It is. No. Um, I have something to say. <gasps> oh, yes. Please. You'd, I just want to say it's, it's a review. <laughs> Don't worry. 
Last time I said something like that, I was pregnant, and that's not fucking happening again. Dude, I got Amanda today, apparently. Dude. What? She did. My whole body just went. <laughs> did you tell her you were pregnant? No, I said, I don't even remember what I said. I'm three months or something like that. Yeah, she was telling me she was three months behind on something. And oh. I thought she was, she literally said, I'm three months. And I was like, this is how we're happening. <laughs> This is how you're telling me? I don't remember what I was complaining about, but I was three months behind on something. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Okay, hold on. I'm really sorry. I had it pulled up and I lost it. Okay, I found it. All right, this is a review. And it is from Max Adamson. And I like that last name. Good job. You're in a good family. It's better than my uh, maiden name. So there you go. Okay. Listen to this title, you guys. You literally saved my life. Oh, my God. I know. Okay. I love your podcast. I just have to say that I found your podcast last year when my depression was really bad. I started doubting if I would live through the year. Then I found your podcast and you made me laugh for the first time in months. You literally saved my life, and I cannot be more thankful for you. Well, fuck you for not showing that to me before you read it on the air. I oh, I all I read was the title. Now everybody's weeping. So, um, hold on a second while we pull ourselves together. Okay, Listen. Max. I think that you've you've um, joined the right group here. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Listen, I'm so glad I removed my mascara just right before we did this. For real. My eyes would be burning. We I I will say I thank you for writing in. One. We are so happy that we could bring a little laughter and happiness and light into your little world and just words are hard even though I I rate them (laughs) (laughs) yeah I personally think the three of us have all been there and so for something to pull you out of something like that has to be has to be really tough so literally honored yeah that we could be that for you or at least a part of that for you Yeah, and, like, all the way from, like, our little bubble over here in the fucking rainy-ass Pacific Northwest to wherever the hell you are, like, it's amazing. I love that – I love this part of technology, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the coolest thing is that, like, our neuroses and the shit we talk about (laughs) when we're, like, dude, here, let me bear my fucking soul because it's, you know, just, like, my friends. But Mm -hmm. then we're, like, oh, yeah, but then we do let other people listen (laughs) to the shit we say. There's other people on the other side. (laughs) It's just – it's an honor to be able to, like – bring a smile to anyone's face, let alone impact them in any significant way at all. So it's just like, like, it's just, you blow me away. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. really fucking cool. It's all free. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't not deflect. Fuck. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Don't don't compliment me. (laughs) 
Yeah, someone write a comment or a, a review that's like, you guys are so shitty, but I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do have a three-star review, but nobody left any message. Like, no, there was no words. It's just a star Listen, rate. if you like, did that, please tell us what Why? we can do what better. Do like, wrong? we're all desperate to know. It was my happened. husband, and he's like, your voice is fucking annoying. <laughs> But he was talking about me. <laughs> Both yeah. of us. Like, in the same breath. You sound so similar. Your voice is really annoying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. You guys. Every time we get awesome messages from people, like, being like, oh my god, I binge listened to you guys. I'm like, why? I know. I'm getting chills uh, through this conversation, but I agree. Uh, yep. But also, like, it's so cool. Like, it's so uh-huh. fucking cool. Especially when it's hard. Like, when we've been going through, like, a few weeks of just it being crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's been hard to sit down and write and get together and do this. It's it been, has. Yeah. It's been more of a chore than a passion project for the last mm-hmm. like four weeks yeah i was yeah. gonna say month yep uh-huh so um that's freaking awesome and it, it always makes comes it whenever so we worth need it, it. yeah <laughs> exactly it does yeah we need it <laughs> too so it's the it's the woo woo vibes it's the whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. but every time shit's going hard it's a message or a review or whatever and it's just like you guys are fucking cool. Like, thanks, man. Like, yeah. you make us feel cool. And then this is where we start playing the Golden Girls soundtrack. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Being a friend. <sighs> okay, well, Max, thank you for not only writing yes. and taking the time, but I'm proud of you. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, you found something that made you happy. Error. I'm not saying where you're at. <laughs> I'd like to be a part of it. Thank you. Exactly. <sighs> okay. I am a ray. Of, I am a ray of fucking sunshine. I dare a motherfucker. Oh my god! Wait. I do have something to talk about really quickly, and I what? am sorry for bringing up this person, but I have to. Kristen. Oh no. Your ex-husband no. told me a story the other day that you have never told me, and I am so mad at you. Apparently, what? you saw a woman get hit by the Max train when you were pregnant? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> he was like, Chris has never told you that? I was like, the f- no. The fuck that she is- didn't. Exactly. That is not even in the top ten things that have happened to me at a Max station. <laughs> She was okay. She was uh-huh. okay, but we were we were on the same train. We were getting off because we parked to ride, and we were in Gresham or whatever. <clears throat> and we were getting out, and we got out on once on the far side of the train, and we were, we had to walk like over in front of the trains, right, to get back over to the other platform. Yeah, across the track. Um, yeah, which okay, cool, whatever. So we're all walking and yada, yada, yada. And then there was a train coming, like, taking off, basically. But, like, gaining momentum. And 
we like I stopped, but like there was no there's no like guard raily thing. You just that have to like crazy. with your eyes be like yeah. And that you know they honk and shit. Well, she wasn't paying attention. And <laughs> someone like there there was like a group of people and like a couple people jumped back and someone tried and she just bounced right off the front of it. That's crazy. That's what he said that she was like <clears throat> feet away. Yeah. She like three feet in front of us. Yeah, it was wild. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I was just she was okay. Like, yeah, bitch. I know he told me this story already because you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I am very disappointed. You never told us this story. It's a big thing. It never came up. (laughs) I told you about a kid getting hit by a car a couple months ago, and you didn't think of someone getting hit by a train, a literal train, (laughs) Kristen. It didn't look real. Like, in the movies, it looks more real than it did in real life. Weird. It looked like a dummy. Like, because I'm not kidding when I say she bounced. Like, Crazy. I'm legitimately, like, it was awful. She and must have hit it at the right horrifying. angle. Uh-huh. But, well, and they're, like, they're kind of, like, they're, the nose is, like, pointed down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it kind of, like, kicked her legs up. Right. And then like pushed like she just. So it pushed her away from the train at least. Uh huh. Yeah. She didn't go under or anything like that. Yeah. No. And she was fine. Like, I mean, she was a little like I think she had a couple scrapes and stuff, but like she was fine. Dazed. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe a concussion. But other than that, like she wasn't she wasn't like horribly. But her body's good. (laughs) Right. right. But she, I think she was on her phone. Like, she was looking down on her phone. Oh, my gosh. Colin a William. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it was back in the day when you had to, like, hit four times for S. Like, it was legit. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I'm sorry. We may proceed now. Robin's yawning. What? Is that a... That's not... I mean, that's not what I was going to say. What is that? It's a pop tube. Oh, Okay. I'm in my kids' room. They're sensory toys. <laughs> okay. We have several of those. It did look like a dildo. Oh, okay. I'm just. <laughs> Thank you. Tiny but one. it was very thin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways. Robin is you guys so are- uncomfortable. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm so sorry. One more thing, Robin. Tell Kristen about you getting to work this morning. Uh, oh, I, I text her that. I did text oh, her good. that. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think feel like you should share with the class. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's a quick one. It is 20 it's, minutes, but is it worth it? What are we going to fucking do? Yeah, yes. go, okay. go, go. Okay. Just do it. I'm listening to the last. It's the last book, right? Yeah. And the a song of uh, silver flames, yeah, yeah, or a, the, a chord of silver flames. A song. I'm on the end part of chapter fifteen. If you know, you know. And there was something steamy, and I was just not paying attention. I literally jumped the curb in my car. Legitimately, <laughs> like jumped the curb, almost hit my coworker's truck, hit the, ba- and I was just not paying attention. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it's like the first spicy thing in and the most tame spicy thing. I, but in the I book. like I like that person the most. 
<gasps> I know because they're the best. I know. I do. The man, obviously. The man. Yes. And I mean, also. I mean, also that's the, fair. Yeah. But yes. Out it's of so three, good. that's my that's my pick. Same. If you know, Same. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I was awesome. like. And then I talked to myself the whole way home, like clacking my fake nails. No, no, you're dumb. <laughs> no, you're dumb. You're dumb. No, no. Oh, you're no. Mm-mm, this is not happening. <sighs> oh, by the way, Amanda, Robin is talking like this specifically so you'll be intrigued enough to, to read the book. Oh, she will. <sighs> I know. Someday, guys. Someday. We'll get her the graphic audio. Oh, right. yeah. For the first one. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Olivia's getting to the point where I can't have my phone light on anymore when I put her to bed. So I'll have mm-hmm. to start listening to stuff again, like I did with Lincoln, which is when I got through, um, God damn it, the one we just finished. TDA. Yes, thank no. you. Mm-hmm. No, I said that wrong. No. TID. Yeah, TID. TID, thank you. Infernal Devices, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my okay. gosh. Okay, you guys. <laughs> Let's cut, cut the chat <laughs> and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. I wrote this in Moira Rose's voice, and I don't <laughs> oh know God. if I can do it. <laughs> it's Venice, baby. Baby. <laughs> but baby. It, her voice was in my head when I wrote it, and that's how it was supposed to be. Okay. Awesome. The mm. alignment chart is popping off in both directions. Shenyan gets schooled in Magnus's strict eating schedule, and they end up discussing her origin story whilst breaking their fast. After story time, the business side of the mullet takes over, and Shenyan shows them her Star Wars floating hologram of the demon they found on the train. This gets the two demon slayers of the group all hyped up to talk shop. It's not long before they arrive at the headquarters of the Crimson Hand to find it's been revamped as a party venue. They run into the dude in charge of the guest list, and Magnus is basically like, why am I the only one who's not popping my pussy? (laughs) (laughs) The dryad tries to pretend like it's a misunderstanding, but shit is sus. Magnus ends up accepting his afterthought of an invitation, and the crew is unleashed onto the streets to find the perfect outfits. Alec is a sensible Sally and picks something that makes it easy for him to stow away his weapons. Shinyan and Magnus have a face-off to see who has the best pretty woman moment, which basically ends in a draw. At the party, the place is raging, and after a TSA-style, air quote, random selection that involved Alec getting an invasive (laughs) pat-down, it caused an odd rift that ended in the couple having a little disconnect. Inside, it's a grand a party as you'd expect, and Magnus runs into a plethora of old friends, an unseelie fairy prince, Johnny Rook, Malcolm Fade, High Warlock of Los Angeles, and the benefactor of the party. Katarina Loss, a bamfy-ass warlock who uses her powers to help the sick and poor, and Hypatia Vex, London-based warlock who specializes in big corp bullshit. The, later, the latter of the two basically telling Magnus the same story. Take heed with the sexy shadow hunter because he's bound by the assholes at the clave. After the unasked for advice is criticism conversation and Magnus searching the rooms for any secret passages coming up dry, he decides to get himself a drink, which causes him to start worrying over his daddy issues and his new relationship. 
His internal musings are interrupted by Shenyan, who goes on to reveal some information about how she didn't choose the cult life. The cult life chose her until it got to too much and she escaped. So it's now it's on to find Mori's shoe and see if he can help them further there. Investigation discovery. <laughs> I don't even know if that's what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you guys. Chapter 13, Dance Me to Your Beauty. Okay. Wow. That. I'm into it. Is a title for a chapter that doesn't make any sense. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it has something to do with some literature reference that I do not care to know. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm on Ray today. It's been. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> so Magnus goes off with Katarina. Shenyun beats feet to make per- a perimeter check. And Alec is left standing awkwardly in the middle of a ball. Listen. Quote. Yes. Before, before you go too much further, I read this first line of yours. And I was like, I got really panicked. Because I was like, what did I not do? Like, I don't remember that happened. But this is another share moment where we've turned back time. Mm-hmm. And I would just totally freaking forgot about it. And I was so confused. And then I was starting to, like, pace through the book to make sure I read what I was supposed to do. Oh, and it was awful. yeah. Gotcha. Because yeah. she said up to this point. And yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. And I was like, what did I miss? No. <laughs> so, uh. Quote, he would much rather have been abandoned in hostile territory than left to stand around at a party. End quote. Absolutely. Can relate. What a nightmare. He's a wallflower. Dude, it's so funny. I wasn't always like that, but I'm old. Mm -hmm. I'm too tired. I am too tired to be the center of attention. Therefore, like... I, I can only give all of the energy or none of the energy. Okay, so either <laughs> I am doing a keg stand in a wedding dress or, you know, like, and not mine, like somebody else's. <laughs> I'm in the other room with or, the kids in my, at this point in my life, so. I'm clocking it in at nine o'clock being like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> That's me. So up to this point, Magnus uh, had been the tagalong in Alec's world. Now the tables have turned, and Alec is struggling to find his place in Magnus's like immortal life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He has this like moment where he's like, "Fuck! Like, I guess I should consider that maybe we've been living in my world, and now right. it's uncomfortable for me. But maybe Magnus has been feeling this uncomfortable the whole time." Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that up until now. Yeah. It's wild. So Alec doesn't have the luxury of brooding in a corner, though. Just the fact that they're there together is already resulted in Magnus. Like, just the fact that they're together has already resulted in Magnus being exiled in his social circle. And a good boyfriend would make an effort at least. And, like, what does a lightwood peel back? How does a lightwood peel back the layers of awkwardness to survive a downworlder party? They don't. They work through it instead, obviously. (laughs) Duh. So Alec pokes around the building, residence, estate. I don't know, like, 
Palazzo. What the fuck is it called? I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't know. I have no reference for how big this is. I just think it's like basically like like a corner in like old New York, I'm thinking. Like just like like a city block uh-huh. is this is like house building I know I pictured it, palace. I pictured it as like a skyscraper sort of thing almost. Okay. But, mm, the name wrong. got me like I started thinking of that hotel in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like because it's called like, the Palazzo. I just imagine it being big, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then it just like that's all that I could see. Yeah. Anyway, whatever it's called, Alec is poking around. He's snooping, okay? But he's not in the bathrooms looking for meds, <laughs> which, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just a me memory. I don't know. I have someone in my life that does that, and it's sad. Don't do that. <laughs> and it's not you. Okay. <laughs> it hasn't been me in, I know, a lot of years. Okay, I've been sober a long time. Calm down. I didn't hear what you said, and it sounded like you said mints. So I was just like, okay, I didn't know you would do that. (laughs) Like bathroom mints, that's a thing. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my sweet summer child. I know. I see a little bit of what you went through, Kristen. Two Mike's Mike's hard lemonades in her in seventeen year old Robin. Fuck, which in thirty four year old Robin, dude. That was enough to where I was just like, I'm done with this till I'm twenty one. I don't want to. <laughs> awesome. Oh, oh, good stuff. Okay. Um, where am I? Oh yeah. So after getting kicked out of the kitchen, he decides it's best to just go back to the party because. He's a lightworm. I mean, lightwood. He gets lost. (laughs) So he's trying to find, he's quote unquote trying to find his way back to the party. I don't think he really is. (laughs) Right. I don't think he's trying that hard. It's like a house party in this movie. Alec trying to get, to either get back to the ballroom or find Mori's shoe. Instead, he interrupts a makeout session and a card game. Like, whoops. And the makeout session is really hilarious because he, like, walks in on these two making out. And, like, the girl, like, the blonde looks at him. She can see him over the other girl's shoulder. And, like, kind of, like, the fuck are you doing? Right? And then he just kind of, like, backs out like Homer Simpson. (laughs) Yeah, in the bush. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, we're going to pretend rewind. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so with the quest of information a dead end uh alec with the quest for information a dead end alec finds a kindred spirit in a boy skulking in the corner and alec slides up next to this kid and starts reading over his shoulder kind of like a narc i mean like seriously you're not helping your case dude (laughs) yeah like (laughs) who the fuck looks over somebody else's shoulder to read multiple messages dude for real i mean i do it to amanda all the time literally all the time yeah i'm like 
you'll get a text message and I'm just like, hey, what you doing? What uh-huh. you got going over there? But I feel yeah. like it's not like you wouldn't read it to me anyway. Absolutely not. And I, there, I have nothing to hide. <laughs> so it's like my brother texted me this morning and Andy like peeked over and was reading it. And I was like, read it to me, bro. Like, <laughs> what does it say? Yeah, what did he want? What does mine say? Dude. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> I want to interject, but I'm doing it too quickly, so I'm going to wait. Okay. But I'm going to raise so my hand no- like a good girl when it's time. Okay. okay. I'm excited. So he notices the boy is texting RF in his, it's that's what's saved in his contacts. But the conversation is one-sided. Quote, these are these are the texts parties were invented to annoy me they feature my least favorite thing people all intent on my least favorite activity social interaction (laughs) (laughs) and another one venice smells like a toilet as a new yorker i do not say this lightly (laughs) dude for real are we sure alec wasn't right And Alex's like, oh, he's a New Yorker. Okay. <laughs> Forget about it. Do you want to interject yet or do you want to wait? I think I'm going to wait till your passage. Okay. I'm going to read what happens next because I can and I like it. Watch me. Okay. Are we ready? Oh, my God. What am I reading? Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> You're supposed to read it to us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Look at my page, though. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't just, like, having a tough time reading. It's highlighted three times. In different colors. I'm like, wait, what was I wanting to read? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to read the whole thing. Okay. So... <laughs> So Alex, like, he's like, all right, this kid, like, this kid's from New York, so we must have something in common. (laughs) And he says, I get shy when there are strangers, too, Alec told the kid. (laughs) I am not shy, the boy sneered. I just hate everyone around me and everything that is happening. (laughs) Well, Alex shrugged. Those feel like similar things sometimes. The boy lifted his curly head, pushing the grumpy cat mask off his face and froze. Alec froze too at the twin shock of fangs and familiarity. (laughs) This was a vampire, and Alec knew him. Raphael? Raphael Santiago? He wondered what the second-in-command of the New York clan was doing here. Downworlders might be flooding in from all over the world, but Raphael never struck Alec as a party animal. Of course, he was not exactly coming off as a party animal now. Oh, no, it's you, said Raphael, the 12-year-old idiot. <laughs> there's there's a little bit of gar- like filler garbage about Alec being like, I don't really like vampires, but... This last part is 
what really matters. So, uh, we just fought a war together. I was with you in the graveyard when Simon came back as a vampire. You've seen me multiple times since I was 12. The thought of you at 12 haunts me, Raphael said darkly. <laughs> Look, that's the only reason I went that long is because I wanted to get to that part. Because I Raphael, <sighs> he has the best dialogue of any character written in these books. He's okay, the best. Uh-huh. He's the goat. Like, grumpy, fucking sarcastic. I hate everybody. Like, my hero. Yeah. Didn't He's we joke the patron about him, like, get off of my Kristen. lawn? Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Okay, look, this is what I was going to say. I just want to say, I do not appreciate, I don't know which one of you wrote this chapter, Cassie or Wesley, I don't know, right? It's Wesley, right? I do not appreciate you reminding me that Raphael is like a Raphael, (laughs) like a very white woman (laughs) in that moment. (laughs) Raphael, your friend over there, Raphael. Is a baby because we're all picturing him as freaking TV show Raphael, a hundred percent of the time. I mean, and now I'm reminded that it. he's like an infant. He was like fourteen yeah, I know he, years he's old. He's fourteen. Yeah. Don't do that. That is no. I no. Immediately <laughs> like, no. He said the twelve year old thing, and I was like, "Bro, you're the kid." Because I haven't seen the stopped. show. <laughs> Dude, he's so hot in the show. I know. Uh, and immediately uh, stop no, this not. madness. I'm Go back and fix. You made a mistake in the book. In the in the very first series. He's not that young. You made a mistake. I feel like you need to correct it. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Pretty right. All of them. New additions. Okay. I had this whole sidebar, but I forgot he was wearing a mask. So it doesn't. And none of it makes sense. So I'm just going to skip it. Okay. 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 <laughs> So Raphael refuses to help Alec out of principle. Uh, He is not a snitch. He's not going to tell him where Maury Shue is, even if he had seen him, which he hasn't. So by the way, matter of fact, fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. So a fairy woman like trips passing by and Alec saves her, which brings us to another interesting moment, which I am unfortunately going to have to read. I I promise I'm not reading like every fucking sentence, but. Um, I quoted a lot in mine, so. Sorry, I'm clicking. (laughs) Good reflexes, she said brightly. Also, great arms. Would you be interested in a night of tumultuous forbidden passion with an option to extend to seven years? Um, I am gay, Alex said. (laughs) (laughs) He was not used to saying that casually to any random person. It was strange to say it. And feel both relief and a shadow of his old fear twined together. Of course, the declaration might not mean much to fairies. The very woman accepted it with a shrug, then looked over at Raphael and lit up. Something about the leather jacket or the scowl seemed to appeal to her strongly. How about you, vampire without a cause? I'm not gay, said Raphael. I'm not straight. I'm not interested. Your sexuality is not interested? Alec asked curiously. Raphael said, that's right. <laughs> first off. Life. First life. off. Best way to come out as ace or asexual. <laughs> like, 
I, it's never been done so good. Raphael, <laughs> come on. Just with so much apathy. Oh <laughs> like, just, God, I hate everyone and I'm opting out of it all. <laughs> so is that how the character is in the show, too? I know this is a little off topic, but <clears throat> no. no. Okay. I looked up pictures of him and he looked very um, charismatic. Yeah. Well, okay. and it's not like... It's not like in the books he anything is ever actually said explicitly, so we have no idea, and it doesn't matter at all to his right. character. But it was – but, like, I guess it brings up the question of, like, okay, if you turn immortal before puberty – Oh, yeah. I wonder how that would affect – like, one, I feel like it would make things a little weird. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. But then the other that, – Literally a child. Right. But like also like would you just be like, look, anyone I'm gonna hook up with is gonna be a creep. Like I mean Yeah. That's what I would think. But I'm me. Yeah. I more meant just like him being a grump, a Saurus, but I didn't think about Yes. Pedophiles. All Right. But he is so grumpy that it's like yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel like his sexuality is just grumpy old man. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I'm not interested in any of it. I just want to watch my fucking shows and be left alone. <laughs> Estelle, just leave me alone <laughs> for, for 30 minutes so I can watch my program. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the dream. 30 minutes. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> so when the woman recognizes Raphael and goes full fangirl, like, she was flirting. And then she was like, wait, oh, my God, you're a fucking hero. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> Have you heard? So asking for an autograph from Raphael, the war hero, okay, <laughs> which definitely irks Alec because he makes a point to clarify that it was a Downworlder slash Shadowhunter alliance that won the war. <laughs> He's like, it wasn't just the Downworlders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and because Raphael is an expert shitster, he can't help but taunt Alec for it a little uh, before pretending to sign the autograph for the Fae woman. He's like... Oh, you guys were there too. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. And then instead of sending, like, doing an autograph, he's like, "Leave me alone!" in all caps, <laughs> like committing to his his costume. Really, yeah. <sighs> so Raphael seems to be in a particularly bad mood in this moment, which isn't helped by people mistaking him for Simon. <laughs> Um, he immediately starts shitting on Simon, which I'm sure Amanda loved. <laughs> the jokes, uh, like his jokes are terrible and Izzy is too good for him. He's like, well, uh, no, <laughs> I really like that, that, that really the only thing that got a, like an, a reaction out of Raphael was him finding out that Simon was dating Izzy. And he's like, that's not, no, no, <laughs> immediately no. <laughs> I'm not having it. No. <laughs> Those two things don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Lily, one of Raphael's vampires, um, and possibly the woman that Alec walked in on the blonde making out with, the one he couldn't see, 
um, rushes up to, it's a really small party for it being such a big party. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> rushes up to them begging for Raphael's help. Quote, Elliot's in a huge aquarium, puking blue and green. He tried to drink mermaid blood. He tried to drink selkie blood. <laughs> she tries to go on, but Raphael cuts her off like, um, hello, do not me see me standing next to a cop. Like, <laughs> could you fucking not? <laughs> I know, it's Robin. It's fucking Robin. She's pointing at herself because she knows it's fucking true. That's this sweet. bitch could no chill. Could no never. chill. Could never. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Alec tries to play it cool. He's not there on like official business or whatever. Just a regular dude at a downworlder party with his boyfriend. Nothing to see here. It's all cool. He's like, I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lily's like, yeah, what's it you call him, Raphael? Magnus's latest disaster? I remember you. Oh. <laughs> Ow. Yikes. After Raphael just was like, I don't know Magnus that well. I don't know him at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. <sighs> I could read the entire conversation with Raphael because he's amazing and has the best dialogue, as I said before, in the series. But I won't. So he takes the opportunity to split, leaving Alec alone once again. Instead of trying to find the party anew, I guess, he figures his time would be better spent investigating. So he heads towards what he thinks might be a basement. He finds a bowling alley, a pool, and a, quote, Roman toga orgy room. Don't know what that is, but I, I'm i waiting for my invite. Uh-huh. Um, but still, no stone goats. So he's, he's not having any luck. He makes his way into the cellar and checking, he's like checking for secret passages when he hears voices, right? It's a man and a woman apparently searching the building like he is while a spectacular party rages on around them. Like, I feel like you could have done this earlier and then enjoyed the party, but okay. (laughs) So I'm not bitching. I'm just saying. But these three people are the seemingly only people that are doing this it should have been our first clue okay clues, clues. i'm not gonna drag this out they're nerds and i mean shadow hunters obviously uh-huh right uh in fact the woman is helen blackthorne the blonde from the makeout sesh that he walked in on again small world right mm-hmm. right back to back running into both of them crazy and being able to recognize who they were even crazier. Uh-huh, I know. Uh-huh. You're so embarrassed after you walk in on that and you're going to remember their faces, especially when one of them had their back to you. Yeah. Wild. So he he recognizes her because he sees her ears like she's half fae. So she has okay. like the elf ears. I'm so um, jealous. <sighs> right. Fuck. If if only. Um, We're nerds. Amanda, don't laugh at that. Uh, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the man is Leon Verlack. Um, and these two are who they helped out on the roof. Like with in the very beginning on the 
balloon. So Helen's on her travel year and jumped on the Crimson Hand case while she was in uh, Paris. And she'd gotten her invite from Malcolm Fade, the high warlock of L.A., where she's from. Um, and they'd heard rumors Magnus was involved with, like, the cult business. So she's like, yeah, we've heard some shit that, like, maybe Magnus is tied to this. Even though she admits that Malcolm told her that it was unlikely. He's like, I know Magnus. That doesn't sound right. Regardless, Helen wants to take Alec. Like, er, Helen wants Alec to come down to the station for to, like, answer some questions. <laughs> And Leon's a homie. He intercepts. He's like, just look how hot Alec looks. He's clearly here to party. And besides, he totes saved our bacon on the roof in Paris. Like, he's he's cool. He's cool. What are you doing? Okay, listen. Don't... <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do you, again, have not read this book. I don't know. Have not read past what we've read. I think it's freaking suspicious that Malcolm asked them to come. Like, that's weird. That's sus. That is sus to me. That he invited her to the party. Mm-hmm. Did he invite her or did she reach out to him when she found out about the party and he gave her the invitation? Even regardless, I wouldn't have done it. Like, especially if everybody's making such a big stink about Alec being there when there was another shadow hunter that was invited on their own accord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, what about others? Why? Why her? Because um, she was in L.A. and he was in L.A. That's was like, mm-hmm. we I know guess if so she happens to be there. Right. Okay, and maybe it's sense. because They're she's not half traveling to go to it. So, like, okay. she's kind of got that lineage or whatever. Like, maybe mm-hmm. that's, that's probably part of it. But I'm just. Well, I, I guess I'm I'm assuming they have a relationship based on them both being from L.A. So they have a, like maybe yeah. a Magnus and Clary and Jace relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But. I would assume they have some sort of relationship. And then maybe she's when she was in Paris and picked up the case and heard about people going to Venice. Maybe then she called him and was like, hey, can I get can I get in a plus? Can I get in on that? Yeah. Okay. 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 Can you put me on the list? But that's all conjecture. So no one knows. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows. (laughs) So <laughs> Helen still seems suspicious, but she lets it go. She's like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll get you if I need to get you. My little pretty. Mm-hmm. And Alec makes his way back upstairs, internally warring with his decision to lie to fellow sh- shadow hunters. Uh, like the first time you rebel against something and you have that adrenaline surge when you're sure you're going to get busted, but then you don't and it ruins your life because you can't stop rebelling even though you're a grown-ass adult. No? Just me? Okay. No. I follow all the rules now. Sorry. What did illegal beagle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a friend that we call legal beagle because he wouldn't even jaywalk when we were kids. Literally. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> so he comes to, like, this balcony overlooking the two giant ballrooms full of downworlders celebrating, and it's absolutely magnificent. Whatever you're envisioning, it's better. So he's looking down at all these downworlders he's come to recognize, and some even know, and he starts to feel bad. Bad. Yeah, not back. Bad. (laughs) He starts to feel bad for being kind of a dick about the whole war thing. Like, the war couldn't have been won without the downworlders, so, like, why shouldn't they celebrate? 
And this and is why like, it's important to get to know people and stuff. It's like for our work, sales and like admin warehouse, it's important for you to see each other so that you have a perspective. This is important work mm -hmm. here. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> this is the Lord's work. Well, and then and then you he's got to be asking himself like who cares if they want this to just be their own celebration and it not mm -hmm. to be about the shadow hunters? Like, honestly, how how many times have the shadow hunters saved the days with warlock magic and then claimed victory for themselves? Like, well, and isn't and I could be wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but isn't it? I can't remember where we hear it. So, I'm going to say potential spoiler warning, but not really about anything, so it doesn't matter. But just to be, okay. like, very to the T. I feel like somewhere in this series, we hear basically, like, shadow hunters are supposed to do things as, like, thinkless. Like, that's why we don't tell mundanes. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't do this other mm -hmm. stuff. We're in the shadows and whatever. Because it's our, like, basically hand to God. This is what we're supposed to be yeah. doing. This is our divine mission. You're not doing it to be thanked. So, right. So I, like... This it, it's your job. You're such shadow hunter dude. Then you know it's just how it's supposed to go, right? Yeah, you're not supposed to be this prideful. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Well, I mean, it would totally fucking bug me too. I'm Team Alec on it as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any attention, but I don't want to not be acknowledged. Ex like, dude, exactly. Right. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. So he heads down to join the revelry, only to stumble upon Raphael again. Hmm. Interesting. It just keeps happening. It's amazing that, you know. Um. So while you look for your page, I'm going to tell you this little story because it's funny. So obviously, as everybody knows, my husband is a traveling salesman and he does county fairs. And he was at the state fair. At one point this year, and um, our kids came and visited him at the booth or whatever, and um, they were there with their mom. You know, they went to the fair with their mom. Like, they, anyway, mm -hmm. they're grownups. But the older kids. Anyway, exactly. Yeah. They, um, so Andy goes to the bathroom, and he says he goes around a corner, and he literally ran into his ex-wife. And he, Ugh. she wasn't with the kids. Like, it was the closest bathroom shirt to him. But I was, he was like, oh, it was so weird. And it's not like we don't see her, because obviously we're you know, we have a relationship with her because of our kids. But anyway, I was just like, dude, what are the fucking odds of that? Like, it's a state fair and you ran into your ex-wife. That is kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I just the world is crazy. dude. And then you remember, what is it? Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone's connected. Yep. <laughs> oh, OK. So he stumbles into Raphael. There was a tiny smile on the vampire's face. Raphael is looking down at like Lily and what appears to be Elliot puke stained dancing on the dance floor. Of course. Just to, just to set the scene. Okay. <laughs> there was a tiny smile on the vampire's face. When Raphael noticed Alec, the scowl snapped immediately back on. I find such wanton expressions of joy disgusting, he disclaimed. <laughs> if you say so, said Alec. I like it myself. He reached the foot of the stairs and was crossing the gleaming ballroom floor when a voice boomed out from above. 
This is DJ Bat, greatest werewolf DJ in the world, or at least in the top five, coming to you live from Venice because warlocks make irresponsible financial decisions. And this is one of, and this one's for the lovers or people with friends who will dance with them. Some of us are lonely jerks and we'll be doing shots at the bar. I don't dance, so I'm doing the shots. <laughs> I I love the the party like energy in this chapter. Like the yeah. dialogue is so snappy and honestly, I have to I have to tell you something. Friends, gather close. <laughs> Turn up your volume. Kristen's sharing secrets. My social skills are so bad. <laughs> like, I was reading this chapter being like, fuck yeah, I miss partying. I want to go to a party. And then I'm like, you're 34. You don't want to go to a party because you have lost all social skills over the last, like, five fucking years. Yeah. You have nothing. Dude, you guys, I went to the fucking weed store, okay? And you have to give them, you, you give them your ID, right? And they, like, scan it or whatever, right? So the door guy, he, like, gives me back my ID, and he uses my name. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, thanks, Kristen. He's like, I really like your hair because I got the split dye or whatever. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And so he, like, lets me in, and I get my stuff, and I go to leave, and he, like, opens the door for me, and he's like, bye, Kristen. I could not. I my I malfunctioned. <laughs> because he used your name? This, because this 6'3 stoner dude that looks like my alt-teenage fantasy <laughs> used my first name. <laughs> And Wait. remembered it the whole time he was and remembered it for exactly. ten minutes. I was like, <laughs> like I can't. What? I mean, if it makes you feel any better, he's probably at least twenty-one to work there, so he's a grown-up. I don't. I couldn't. I could barely look at his face. I'm like, he's he's tall, and so I didn't want to look too long. I was I I was discombobulated, and I'm like, what is? wrong with me you're literally just like staring because you don't know what to do I don't want to look for too long oh I'm still looking I can't (laughs) it caught me so off guard like another human hasn't used my first name like that in so like because I work I work from home oh I'm not even in a like a work setting to like be socialized I'm like a fucking dog that's never been around other dogs okay I'm an unsocialized animal. Like my my brain was like, what do you do when other people are saying your name? Like that sounds like danger. Like I don't. You mean he wasn't wearing a name tag that said my name's Dave or something? Not Dave's I, not here. Because I because I would have seen that. I was blocking out. I was like, I don't. Uh. Did you say anything? I just said oh, thanks. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You should just like, okay, bye. bye. <laughs> Who the fuck am I? Stop. I can never go there again. Right. Clearly <laughs> not. Don't go there on a Monday or whenever you were there Tuesday. Because he's probably there. I always have the urge to give a fake name when they ask me what my name is when I order food somewhere. 
and like I'm my daughter my kids Cassie names. gives them my name because everybody spells hers wrong yeah mm. oh my god I have to tell you the story it's very quick but it's really funny and it just do it's, it it's on topic okay so we went to Disneyland on our vacation and I ordered food from this stand this like it's called the Galactic Cafe or something like that. Anyway, okay. for some reason, my mobile app was not working and it would not process my credit card. So I couldn't do mobile pickup. So I actually had to go there and order it. So I get the food and the guy asks me my name and I say my name and I swear to you, I heard him repeat my name back. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm sitting there waiting for the food and this order comes up that looks like mine, but the woman is saying Raymond. Raymond, <laughs> Raymond, Raymond. And so I go <laughs> up and I'm like, what did you say? She's like, Raymond's. And I was like, okay, that's not me. And so I go back and like, it's been a suspiciously long time. Like I have waited and the yeah. food is just sitting up there still. And it will literally have the exact same amount of meals that we had ordered because there were six of us. And so I went back up and I asked her, I said, hey, do you think maybe the name on that order could have been Robin instead of Raymond? <laughs> and she goes, yes, because the guy t- typed ramen, like ramen noodles. <laughs> She's like, so I just guessed. He didn't, read. <laughs> he didn't want. He didn't want to ask again. Like, he was like, he's dead panned. <laughs> like, so he repeated ramen to you and you said it's ramen. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> and he just said, okay. <laughs> so, ramen, yes. That is my name. So was she cracking up? Too? She was. She was just, well, then she felt really bad because it had been sitting for so long. And she's like, do you want us to remake it? And I was like, eh, food seems hot. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> Holy crap, anyway, I'm really. Great. It was just on brand. Ooh. So I just, yep, yeah, that's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> okay, you guys. Where were we? Oh yeah, DJ Bat was being adorable. And also, like, can I get a call back to book one, chapter one? Hello, DJ Bat is back, an international baby, Mister Worldwide. Ooh. Amazing. So Alec was making his way through the crowd and got caught in the middle of the dance floor, which is where Magnus found him panicked and looking for an exit strategy. He was like, (laughs) fuck. Because as soon as like he slowed, he made it a slow song. So as soon as he slowed it down, he's like, I don't know how he says in his like internal monologue, like he doesn't realize like he didn't, he didn't think that like more people would get on the floor with a slow song. Right. He's like, I am suddenly surrounded by people. (laughs) Awesome. (sighs) So after some awkwardness about hand placement, they're off. Magnus has Alec gliding over the dance floor like a Disney princess, and Alec is shook. He thought all this romantic fairy tale shit was just for the breeders, but nah, babes, it's for everybody. (laughs) Oh my god. So they're full on making out, like, whoa, they're into it, like, super into it. And Alex's like, I don't care, we're at a party. 
Are they still dancing? How are they making out yeah. and dancing? Magic. Okay. Fair. <laughs> That's my answer That's for like everything. Casper? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Okay. For sure. Oh my god, you guys. They are getting into it. I'm going to read you this last part. It's the last thing I'm going to read you. It's because it's getting hot and heavy. Okay, you guys. Mm-hmm. Alexander, do you? Magnus began, his murmur faint under the song and the shrieks of laughter. His voice was low and warm and only important and the only important sound in the world. Yes, Alec whispered before Magnus could finish. All he wanted to say was yes to anything Magnus asked. His mouth clashed against Magnus's, hungry and hot, their bodies locking together. They were kissing wildly, as if starved for it. And Alec didn't care about any of the people looking. He had kissed Magnus in the Accords Hall partly to show the world what he felt. In this moment, he didn't care about the world. He cared about what he and Magnus were making between them. The heat and friction that made him want to die, to drop to his knees and pull Magnus down with him. Oh my god, can you? I can't. Could you ever? (laughs) Yikes, you guys. I've been reading way too much smut lately, let me tell you. <laughs> PA is just not my jam, so I would never, never. What, oh, would you say PDA isn't your jam? Yeah. Mm-mm. I used to not be a PDA person. I am a PDA person now. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And just when things are getting steamy, there's a poof and a new warlock has entered the building. And this new warlock is, like, staring at Malcolm Fade, like, staring him down, like, shit's going to go down. And so, like, the people know shit's about to pop off. Violence is in the air. Alex swings Magnus behind him, clocks Raphael pushing uh, away, like, pushing his way through the vamps because he was drinking with Bat at the bar. Mm -hmm. Right. And he shouts out (laughs) to whoever can hear that if they want some of that sweet, sweet Shadowhunter protection, they better get behind him. (laughs) Our boy is about to regulate. (laughs) Just kidding. It'd be so funny if he did, though. I mean, I I just felt like it was so cheesy for him to do that. And clearly, (laughs) you know, from my part of the chapter, people wanted his protection. People did go behind him. But that is just... It was so cringe. If you guys want me now, like... (laughs) If you seek Shadowhunter protection, you can stand behind me in my cloak of darkness plus two. Exactly. <laughs> it does. It does sound like some like little kid. Like, I'll uh-huh. protect you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been saying, um, like, whoa, Scoop, all the time. And my my five year old started, a six year old started saying it, and I was like, did oh you just gosh. whoa, Scoop? Because yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Life. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys, don't worry. I have a really short chapter, so we'll get to Robin in just a minute. Okay, so Alec is standing like a movie poster with his serif blade in one hand, and he's like holding Magnus's hand in the other while people get behind him. They gather behind him for his protection that he had offered. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So um, I just imagine he's like up on a mountaintop and he's holding a serif blade and there's like wind blowing and <laughs> like he has a cape Excalibur. on. Like Excalibur. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. 
So the person slash wolf head of security that had confiscated Alex's bow and arrow, <laughs> um, he heads towards the warlock because he's security. He's going to take care of business. But with a simple wave of the hand, the warlock sends the security guard literally flying over the crowd into a wall. <laughs> God, I really wish I had that power. Dude. Dude. For real. I, I would stranger. be unstoppable. I would like, be a menace to this society. <laughs> Specifically, like, I don't like you. <laughs> I just Literally. want it for people that won't stop talking, like at the grocery store. Like, I need to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the TikTok sound is stuck in my head all the time, where it's like, "Do not sell marijuana <laughs> to my husband." And <laughs> this stupid, like this, I have blocked. It's just like you were saying getting these phone calls from fucking Grand Ronde and I have blocked like six numbers of theirs and they still keep calling yep. me and I answered the phone I was like do not <laughs> call this number again but they hung up before I could like finish it and I felt oh. really like something was missing like yeah it was awful so you're gonna and have to do it again so I, I would just find where they are and just bitch slap them through the air mm-hmm <laughs> Right, right. I like it. Stop interrupting me <laughs> in my life with your phone calls because they call me. all times, of, like all through the night and stuff. Anyway, so sweet Katarina runs to um, the person slash wolf side to help. She's just so sweet. So um, this dude's warlock marks are snake eyes. <laughs> That's a really old YouTube video. And white scale skin. Ew. Like, I don't know. Ew. I can't tell if he is like more like a snake or like a lizard. Like what? But I just. Like a slithery snake. A slithery snake. I'm a snake. Stop, you guys. (laughs) Never not going to say that. That Okay. But what's freaking me out is like, okay, if he if he has if he's a humanoid. With snake skin. Does that mean he has snake like skin on his fingers? Right? Is it <laughs> I don't know. I'm picturing him like the gecko, like the Geico gecko. Oh, I was picturing him like <laughs> the um <clears throat> the species from Doctor Who that live under the Earth's crust. Okay. I'm just thinking about his peen. Oh, of course you I are. I was too. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how does this work? <laughs> like, it has texture. What? <laughs> right. Or is it like an internal situation? <laughs> that becomes external, so it doesn't need to follow the same rules? Oh, my God. You can really tell if there's a banana in your pocket. <laughs> Listen. I've been reading a lot of smut, you guys. <laughs> TikTok okay. made me do it. Yeah, yeah. Book talk for you, huh? <laughs> Fucking for real. And they lied a lot. We'll get into that another day. Okay, okay. So anyway, this guy shows up and he points towards Malcolm. And he's like, bro, you stole my party and my mansion. <laughs> Not stole. <laughs> and Malcolm is like, oh, Barnabas, hi. You lost your mansion, huh? and you know the two go back and forth about the mansion because barnabas says he bought it last week 
And in the middle of all of this, Alec asks Magnus what we all want to know, who the fuck this guy is. Listen, (laughs) did you get vibes? Like you were transported back to like sixth grade and you were playing for pogs. And then you were like, you don't actually get to keep the pogs, even though you won the pogs. Who the fuck played like that? Because what you're supposed to do, like if you like you got you got to keep the other person's pogs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then so you would do it, and then they'd lose their special one. So then they'd be like, "That's not actually how we're playing. You don't actually get to keep the pugs." Oh no, no, no. we don't play cool, like bro. that. I had no. the best slammer. I always won. Yeah, <laughs> it was Lisa Frank, Ugh, dude. Awesome. These were the yeah. vibes I was getting, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whiny. Hmm. I was getting kind of like, "Did you touch my drum set?" <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put my balls on your drum set. <laughs> okay, so Barnabas heads the shadow market in L.A., and Magnus thinks that he was in the running to be High Warlock, but Malcolm got the job. So there's, like, that rivalry between them. Mm. And um, so Barnabas tells Mag- Malcolm that um, he bought the mansion to throw this downworlder victory party. And, um, like, you stole my thunder, bro. I was thinking of calling this a Barnabash. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He's my kind of guy. The answer's no. Decide between Barnabas's bash or Barnabash, which obviously. I mean, Barnabash. come on. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> that right there should have disqualified you from having a claim to this party. Exactly. Sorry, yeah. Dude, I saw... I have a question. Tell me. Sorry. Who who posts the job listing for High Warlock? I agree. Right? The if Spiral saying, Council. Like, is the, or the Spiral Labyrinth? That's what I meant. They just Do they have on the bulletin board? <laughs> <laughs> they have a like casting Sign up goal? here if you want to be considered. Yeah, like, I guess they they have to, we, we don't really know anything about their governing body or if they have one or really, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's, everything's very loosey-goosey with the warlocks. Yeah. Like, I it sounds very much like no one wants to be. Bane Chronicles. Well, and like, right. is there a high warlock of every city? So there's like a high warlock of fucking Gresham? <gasps> Maybe just main <laughs> cities. So like Portland and Eugene. The high warlock of Gresham is <laughs> someone of a name Teresa sitting on her front stoop chain smoking Paul Malls and Rockwall. Dude, or there's like a high high warlock of Sayo. <laughs> like, I just want to know, is it every city or just like major? Because Los Angeles is not the capital, so it's not like the capital cities. Right. No. Well, and Los Angeles is so big that you would think that you'd want more than one institute. Dude, for oh, real. Yeah, but, like, point. if there's equal number is institutes to, like, L.A. has one and so does fucking, I don't. Yeah. Because some what's small, tiny town. Uh, Brooklyn, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Brooklyn's pretty small compared to, like, New York It's a City, borough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Interesting. Or maybe it's just, like, the fucking name for, like, you've got, like, all the weird that shit that happens in this area. Like, that's yours. Okay. Right. You get this zip code. But I wonder if... County. I, I feel like Magnus is more than just... I think he covers more than just Brooklyn. I would think so. Uh-huh. It seems like he's right? pretty cool. Like, maybe he just went with that because it's the cool name. 
Yeah. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's like, bro, you came here and stole my mansion just like you stole my high warlock position. You motherfucker. You're going to get it. So it's uh, it goes on for a few pages. I will spare you the very much details. But these two warlocks basically get into a magic fight. And it is everything you can imagine a warlock fight would be. Chandeliers and metal pipes are becoming like coming to life like in freaking Beauty and the Beast. And they're fighting in the battle for them, basically. The floors are breaking apart. The ceiling has exploded. They're firing ice and fire fire and lightning at each other it is wild shit's gone buck wild <laughs> yeah pieces of the building are obviously falling around them although magnus thinks that they should maybe like leave alec wants to stay and help people like not die it's fair so i don't know i don't know yeah so a few of the uh, vampires aren't feeling so well Obviously, we have Elliot that's already throwing up, and Raphael is like, yeah, I'm getting sick. I'm not feeling so well either because I'm getting sick and tired of you, Elliot, is basically what he says. (laughs) (laughs) So Magnus suggests that Raphael and the vamps follow Alec outside, but he turns to go point to where Alec is, and he is not fucking there because that tracks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alec is – he, like, turns around and sees Alec rushing towards Katarina – um, because she's obviously, she's busy tending to people's injuries and unaware that she's about to die from the debris falling. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Alec makes it to her just in time. Um, but more debris is falling and about to hit both of them. And Katarina has, is, Magnus makes an internal thought, whatever, that she's always running low on magic because she's always using it to help people. So she's not going to be able to protect mm. herself. So he uses his to save them. And, you know, luckily, Alec's boyfriend has magic because he would have dead. He would have dead. Yep. Right. <clears throat> That's what I'm going with. So they managed to ex- escape the very immediate danger just in time for Malcolm to create a tidal wave inside of the building. So that's cool. Dude, he cast fire. Uh, it feels unsafe. <laughs> It reminds me of um, Jumanji. Sorry, I couldn't mm-hmm. think of the word. Jumanji. <laughs> when there's like the high rains or whatever. So although the building is completely falling apart around them, Katarina finds the time to tell Alec that she's decided to change her mind about him. And she thinks it's pretty cool after all. That was nice. So, you know, they're almost literally dying, but she just wants him to know. Right. <laughs> So everybody may starts making their way towards the exit. It literally says the doors. But I'm like, how are there doors if the ceiling has exploded and the floors are coming apart? Why would the doors still be standing? I don't know. But anyway, they notice that there are people trapped upstairs. And so Magnus is like, fuck. We're <laughs> almost out of here, bro. <laughs> so he magics Alex's quiver full of arrows again and decides to go um, – after the fighting warlocks to try to chill them out because obviously this is going to start spreading outside of this building and stuff needs to stop because yeah. they were carried out by the way by the water they like floated out oh, okay. and Malcolm was pretending like he was on an adventure ride he's like woohoo <laughs> <laughs> fucking lunatic I love it it's just everything I would imagine a warlock would do in a fight it's amazing he's the knees of the bees <sighs> okay so it's the next chapter and Alec is the star of the Pov, and he's heading into the thick of it to save the Downworlders from utter destruction and chaos. 
in his eyes. I know. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, Alex's mind, his eyes, the stress of, I don't know, let's say a collapsing building has some of the person slash wolves on edge, and he bounds in between a group of menacing wolves and cowering pixies. Like they were just going to attack these pixies because they were just being dicks. Which, of course, ruffles the fur of the person slash wolves who go into attack mode. And Alex's intense training and skills with the Z come into play, and he's able to hold his own relatively unscathed, except like a scratch to his arm. And he takes down the pack. <clears throat> the last one ended up tripping over Raphael's foot. And instead of saying, bitches be tripping, like he should have, clearly, um, he has a close tie <laughs> to second with... He got in my way as I was trying to leave. Like, I did not want to help you. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Totally should have said bitches be tripping. Anyway. Yes. Agreed. From, like, up the way. Like, and I couldn't get, I didn't have a good sense of direction. So, basically, Bat, DJ Bat comes, like, barreling, stumbling towards them. And he's mildly concussed after a piece of ceiling fell on his head. And Bat just falls into Alex's chest. And he kind of just hot potatoes him Ooh. over to Lily. And he's like, in his head, he's like, this is the person I feel like I can trust to watch him. Like, she's going to do it. Mm -hmm. And, of okay. course, like, this right, kind of rakes the disgust of Raphael. Because, like, is this, like, werewolves and, and vampires don't get along? Uh -huh. Or am I thinking yeah. of what we do in the shadows? No, this is, yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so I just had to double check. Um, But Lily, like... I'm assuming, like, technically she's a subordinate to Raphael. Yeah, she's, like, his second in command. Yeah. And so, you know, because they have that kind of, like, alpha chain of command. Vamps do. Not as much as werewolves mm -hmm. have that, but they do right. have that. And, like, she doesn't let go of that. And she says, quote, the shadow hunter gave this DJ to me. <laughs> and I just really feel like it's something Amanda would say, and I really liked it. I get to keep it. Yeah, this is yeah. mine now. Like this is when, mine. Yeah. Like when you hand your kid, like here, I made this for you. I love that. Would never not be funny. So, yeah. Raphael is this stressed out mother who just lost the "you're not actually wearing that outfit in public" argument with a toddler. Like he's over yeah. it, and he's yeah. like, "Okay, cool. Literally, whatever you want. Let's just GTFO. We need to leave. Right for real. We just need to leave the house, bro." Yeah. Fine. You want to wear rain boots and soccer socks? Go for it. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so then Alec Usher, Usher, the group to the nearest exit <coughs> and watch them flood out onto the Venetian streets. Lily leaves Bat in care of Katarina, and then Alec convinces Elliot and Lily to give him a boost onto the second floor to hunt for any stragglers. And he starts, like, sweeping room to room. And I'm imagining he has, like, this small flashlight held up with a serif blade by uh -huh. his face. And that's not right. what's happening, but I really like it. Right. So. <laughs> and he's like, clear. Like a police procedural, yeah. but with shadow hunters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so his hunt does have some return on investment. And he's able to liberate or direct, like, the remaining downworlders that he finds to freedom. Until he comes to a room that has a bunch of trapped, sighted mundanes. And I have this note. Sorry for being a suspicious bitch, Johnny Rook. I guess it's cool if you're at the party. You're not the only sighted mundane here. Spoke too soon last time. And so 
Alex sets out to break them free. So basically they got caught in the crossfire from the giant warlock battle and the whole Fantasia inanimate objects to life spell worked and it's Mm. like pinning them to the wall. And since Alec is going all like fruit ninja on the place, the house decides that he's the bigger threat and is able to like snare him up. The bright side being that he was able to help all the Mundies by throwing them out the window into the arms of a waiting Elliot, who, by the way, is just checking. But like, is that like a no to drinking their blood? Just asking for a friend. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. Anyway, your boy is trapped a la devil snare. The more you struggle, the more you're locked down. And it had him so, like, wound, intertwined that he dropped his weapons. And just in the nick of plot, Shinyan comes in asking him three <laughs> very important questions. One, what's going on? Two, why is the building falling down? And three, do you require assistance? <laughs> Alec. <Shenyan> again. <laughs> yep. Say Shinyan again one more time. Alec obviously can't read the look on her face. Like, he's like. Because it's no expression. But he's trying to tell mm-hmm. if she was, quote, amused, thoughtful, or marveling at what an idiot he was. <laughs> All of the above. Which is fair. That's a fair assessment. I feel like that every yeah. day about everybody. So I got you, boo. <laughs> so she breaks the silence by offering to burn him free. Because, like, she has clearly watched Sorcerer's Stone, read the book, Devil's Snare, Devil's Snare. It's deadly fun, but will sulk in the sun. Where did you get this plot point from? But before she can go all Hephaestus in the room, Magnus and Malcolm, like, stride in. And Magnus is like, do not, do not risk burning my boyfriend. (laughs) And (laughs) Malcolm is able to bring down the vines by, like, basically the vines. I said bides. He's able to bring down the vines by basically kind of like doing the cha-cha slide. Clap, 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 clap your hands. And once free, they start to make their way out to the courtyard. Fingers interlocked. They're like holding hands. Magnus and Alec. Like they're not all linked up walking out. That would be weird. Just to clarify. It's not the Avengers. They're not... They're like linked, like the Captain. We're off to see the wizard. Yeah, right. the wizard who knocked down the house. Okay, sorry, just too late for that. Okay, you guys have to plug in my pooter. <laughs> just a second. Very sorry, I was not prepared. <laughs> okay, no, that's a USB port. You son of a bitch. Okay, so what happened was Magnus banished Barnabas from the property. Yay. But then, like, Malcolm was really worried about the deposit being, like, ruined for, like, because the house is ruined. He wasn't going to get his deposit back, which was kind of a boo. But then Alec reminded him that he basically stole it. So there is no security deposit. So, like, yay again. <laughs> Convenient. Convenient. And Magnus asks Shinyan where she'd been, and she tells him that she was outside, she heard it, and then she came in. It's amazing how often you can work that into yours. I always do it, always. (laughs) Yeah. All the while pausing to help any downworlder in need, of course. 
And then this is not important, but I'm selling you anyway. Um, when they made it out of uh, the building, like what was left of the building, Juliet, the werewolf from the train was there. And she was like, oh, my God, yay, guys, hey. And then Magnus is like, <clears throat> good thing no one died. Am I right? High fives? Fist bumps? <sighs> wait, wait. I forgot. We're in a piece of literature, and now that means someone has to be dead. Oh, right. Yeah, here he is. Yep. <laughs> you did this by speaking it out loud. You manifested yep. this. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, Shinjun is like, gasps in silent movie. It's Mori Shu. Silence forever by a vampire. And Raphael and Co. start like backing up. Like literally, they're like pacing backwards. What did you say earlier? The Homer Simpson in the bush? Gif. Yeah. And Lily gets ahead of the shot and she's like, it was an ass. I've never seen that man in my entire life. <laughs> I'm sorry to that man, but I have never seen him in my whole life. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and Raphael ties to Shusher and he's like, T-Birds, let's get out of here. Because <laughs> that's, I picture he him does. as a greaser. Such, he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's his whole vibe. And like over 18. <laughs> yeah, just... I know. I know. In my head, he's much older. Yes. Okay. But all of these characters are older in my head because I'm older now. I know. I know. Right. Except Daddy Luke. He can be my age. Yeah, fair. Daddy Luke will forever be whatever age Luke from Gilmore Girls was in like the third fucking season. Yeah, except that hairline, man. I don't care. Wear the baseball cap. Wear the baseball cap, right. (laughs) Unless that thing ring like is true and it's like every time you insult a woman you lose a little bit of your hairline. It's just it's it's God compensating. So (laughs) if that's true, then no. My poor brother. Wait, no, what a dick. Oh, what a dick. Okay, sorry. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Alec vouches for the NYC vamps, saying that, like, I was with them. They're cool. But Shinyan points out that this guy's been dead for a while and asks, like, were they in your sight all night? Did you go to the bathroom together? And Lily once did again. You yeah. Did you see them? Did you play swords? Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. I saw a TikTok about that, but I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> okay, okay. So Lily once again breaks in, and she's like, we don't feed on warlocks. And he's like, she's instantly reprimanded by Raphael, like saying, stop running your mouth in front of the Nephilim. You need to be done. You're mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And Magnus steps in, and he's like, listen, vampires don't like, quote, feed on warlocks. This was no roadkill. This was premeditated to silence him. And the NYC vamps don't have any skin in the game to have done it. Like, you're barking up the wrong tree. And Malcolm is like, yeah, there were lots of vamps on the guest list. And, like, many, like, party crashers. And, like, they've all left already. Like, everybody's gone everywhere. And it's just a real right, bummer. to die. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a real bummer. Because, like, now he's going to have to find a new location for the party. Part did. <laughs> 
And Alec is in what I like to call vanilla shock. (laughs) But Malcolm just tells him the party must go on. Like, the show must go on. So Shinyan is, like, checking the body for clues. And Magnus goes to check on Raphael. And Alec, a cheese may ass bitch. And boy, do we love him for it. He's like, I couldn't help but hear the over-conversation with my, like, advanced hearing runes. So, when in Venice. And basically, the conversation between Magnus and Raphael is Magnus wanting to know how he's holding up after Regner's murder. And Raphael, of course, tries to play tough guy exterior, dripping his response in sarcasm. And he's, like, asking him, like, so do you want to know if I'm, like, overwhelmed by grief about the warlock the Shadowhunters killed? And mm. in, in his internal monologue, Alec's knee-jerk reaction is to separate himself from what he says are the good, like him and his friends, Ovs, and the evil, like the V-Ting circle members, Nephilim. Like, he's like, hey. His parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially since he lost a lot that day as well, clearly. But then he remembered seeing Raphael text someone in his phone that he had saved as RF with all of it clicking together. Clearly was Ragnar Fell. And then there's this little bit that I'm going to read. Alec felt a sudden and unexpected pang of sympathy for Raphael, recognizing his loneliness. Can you just Mm. stop or keep Mm -hmm. going? Because I do like it. I am. What is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Here for it? Yeah. Raphael continues his conversation with Magnus, saying that shadow hunters are just stabby murderers. And basically, it's like <laughs> not the first or the last time this is going to happen. And he'd love to weep over it, but he's like cool beans. And besides, he has other warlock contacts like Tessa. And Raphael does have good things to say about her. So like double thumbs up. And I know this is getting long. But the glee for me reading this, I just had to quote some goats, okay? Had to. Literally was unable to. Not. Magnus made a face at him. It's not the being a sass monkey that I object to. That I like. It's the joyless attitude. One of the chief pleasures of life is mocking others. So occasionally show some glee about doing it. Have some, I'm going to say this wrong, joy de vivre. I'm undead. I like it. Said Raphael. What about joy they (laughs) unvivir? I was just like. Magnus has got some good quotable quotes in this book. I love it. Quotes my goat. Yeah. The crowd goes hush. Like nobody says anything. And then Magnus kind of waves off his own joke. And then says like. (laughs) Tessa is a harbinger of ill news and he's going to be like soups T.O.'d at her for a few weeks. And Raphael asks what kind of trouble he's in, but Magnus doesn't engage and Raphael walks away with another like sarcastic bad boy one-liner. And Alec, who's watching and eavesdropping on the scene, is like, dude, bro wants to help, but Magnus doesn't think so and thus joins Shinyun in checking over the body for clues. And we all know He can't leave it alone because he's a lightwood. So Alec jogs up to the vamps and tests out his theory, which of course is spot on. Alec asks Raphael if he's heard anything about the Crimson Hand. And Raphael speaks basically his loyalty to Magnus. And he's like, 
I'll spread the word to anyone that asks that, like, he didn't do it. Um, and he'll keep his ears open and ask around for any useful information about the Crimson Hand that he might find. And much to Lily's delight, Alec painstakingly gets Raphael to give him his phone. And they exchange numbers. <laughs> Raphael bids goodbye without a warning to Alec. Oh, sorry. So he's like, he says bye. And he's warning him not to hurt Magnus. And not in, like, a mm. big brother, don't break her heart way. He's like, literally, actually, don't kill him, please. Please right. don't actually murder him. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Alec is offended. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. And Raphael says, aren't you, Shadowhunter? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And <sighs> Alec notes how Raphael says Shadowhunter the same way that people at the Shadow Market did, and it's making him feel some kind of way. It's like your whole life you've been told you're the savior, but now you're seeing, like, he's seeing his way through other people's eyes, and, like, he just might be mm-hmm. their anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, ouch. You gotta put that yep. mirror back well, in I mean, on yourself. Not even anti-hero. They're oppressors. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for the millennials to um, fight the man. Dude, we need Gen Z. Yeah. If we've ever needed Gen Z. Motherfuckers. Y'all are wild. You're out of pocket. Uh And you're wild. I saw a TikTok today and it made me proud as a former wild girl. (laughs) (laughs) Trademark pending. Okay. It was a TikTok. This this chick was coming up on a passenger side of this car in a parking lot. It looked like it was like a Walmart parking lot or whatever. And she was yelling and she comes up and they're rolling up the window and she slaps her window. And the girl in the passenger seat's like, cause she said, don't, don't get near my car. And she came up and she slapped the window. So this girl, <laughs> she fucking opens that passenger side door and hops out. She's like, the fuck you touching my car? And that girl ran so fast. And I was like, <laughs> I'm the girl in the passenger seat. That was me. I'm, the girl that ran I'm away. glad we're not extinct. <laughs> They're yeah. still out there. We're still out there. Just getting wild, getting loud, being reckless. It's like the Hunger yeah. Games sound. <laughs> God. <laughs> Looking for real. I love it. Don't do it, kids. Don't try it at home. Yeah. It's bad for your health. It is. I promise you that. <sighs> I love it. Okay, so Lily convinces Raphael that Alec is clearly in love. Like, it's not just to hit it and quit it. I didn't have right. anything written, so. They haven't even hit it yet. That was adverb. Right. Adlib? I said adverb. <laughs> it's late okay and they leave from there they're like bye and so alec heads back to magnus and starts asking him questions about his and Raphael's past and magnus like waves it off again and he's like yeah yeah we know each other i like helped him once it's like nbd but alec knows what it's like to be touched by a magnus and what it can mean to someone and he's like thinking back to when magnus had healed him for the first time and how it, like, led the door to him coming back. He just had to come back for more. He needed seconds. He was like, yes, I want more potatoes. So regardless <laughs> if Magnus thought of himself in a good light, regardless if Magnus was being a Robin, 
okay? He was kind. Mm -hmm. And whatever he'd done for their vampy friend, it clearly meant something to Raphael. Like, Mm -hmm. anyway, so all the hubbub is happening. We get this. And the only reason I'm even quoting it is because we talk about the cleanup crew a lot. Okay? So this is why I'm going to quote this. Two identical brownies had arrived in what looked like a huge green melon on large rickety wheels, but which Alec figured was some kind of fairy ambulance to take Mori Shu's body away. Shinyan gave them some money, spoke with them in Italian, and came to join Magnus and Alec. Hmm. So, mm. the crime scene cleanup crew is fairies. Brownies. That makes sense because fairies have their own realm. So they have their own like oh, yeah. infrastructure and society, which is like separate. Whereas the rest of the downworlders very much feel like they're living in the mortal world. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Foolish mortals. That does make sense. So I, I'm yeah, sorry. I like it. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point in the podcast and in the book, everyone is, like, tired, okay? Everyone's tired. (laughs) And Magnus is defeated, but our little Alec isn't ready to throw in the towel yet. So he reminds them that the building they may have, like, the building may have fallen, but what if, and this may sound crazy, it just makes it easier to find an underground secret passage. And, like, Magnus is, like, has this eureka moment, and he's like, oh, you know, maybe we should check out the stairs that are reading right into the fucking basement. Mm. Maybe Crazy. we should Scooby do that shit. Maybe we should. Why go didn't do we that. check there first? I mean, come on. It's because he wanted to party, which is fine. That's fair. He wasn't invited. He has to show his face, but yeah. he did get invited. He did. And so basically, he's like. All on board for checking out the demon basement? And then, like, they literally <laughs> raise their hands. They legit raise their hands. And I love that. They're like, me. Love it. <sighs> awesome. And um, that's all I have to say about that. I'm going to say that every fucking time, too. Okay. Force Gump. So, guys, make sure you've read chapters 16 to 18. For next week's episode. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.